the hype train is and we're like oh my god this is terrible we're so good can we just stop that crap Ireland could win the World Cup let's be honest oh Shane could why are we so afraid of this OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app OTB's Rugby Daily with Deliveroo delivering matchday meal deals throughout the Six Nations Welcome to Thursday's Rugby Daily and Rugby Daily is of course brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo delivering matchday meal deals throughout the Six Nations My name is Richie McCormack and on the way some major names are dropped from the Wales squad for Saturday's Six Nations clash with Scotland There's some major anger at the future of what were the Worcester Warriors and another All Blacks veteran is calling it a day But first, Andy Farrell has made one enforced change to his Ireland starting 15 for Saturday's Six Nations test with France Rob Herring comes in at hooker with Dan Sheehan missing out due to a hamstring injury. Ronan Kelleher provides cover on the bench. There had been concerns over Conor Murray's fitness but he's been named to start at scrum half with Craig Casey providing cover among the replacements. But Farrell wasn't getting too downcast today about Sheehan's absence. It's not nice for Dan. Uh, obviously he's a fantastic player at the top of his form isn't he? You know, um, So anyone I suppose would, would miss a, a player in that type of form of, uh, of what Dan's in at this moment in time but at the same time I sound like a broken record at this moment in time you know he's, he's great he's great in the sense that this is exactly what's going to happen down the track in the World Cup you know international rugby's only going to get bigger and better and so therefore it's always going to be about the squad when you get to the World Cup you have a smaller squad you know there's a 12 day turnaround there as far as and rightly so as far as concussions concerned, HIAs, etc. So you're always going to be numbers down and you've got to be able to roll with the punches as far as that's concerned. So we're happy with how our squad is developing, pushing each other, competing against each other and Rob has been always added to our performance. Let's put that let's put it that way, you know, so uh, and I also think that he he can do a, a good job in, in, in this type of game for us as well. And despite the underwhelming nature of France's win in Rome last weekend, Farrell isn't buying into there being a lesser threat from Les Bleus. I still see the same dangers uh, all over the park. I still see them being hard, aggressive at the breakdown. I still see them being um, very good as far as broken field players are concerned. I still see them being aggressive as far as the up and in defensive uh, line speed is concerned. Uh, the set piece is still pretty strong you know and again they found a way to win didn't they they found a way to win so um, we know that um, after the first game we expect ourselves to be better and I'm sure that they will be as well so um, we both know the magnitude of the game so therefore I expect France to be at the best so the Ireland team in full has Hugo Keenan retained at full back. The wings again manned by Mac Hansen and James Lowe. Gary Ringrose and Stuart McCloskey continue their centre partnership with captain Jonathan Sexton and Connor Murray, the halfbacks. In the front row, Andrew Porter continues at loose head. Rob Herring is in at hooker and Finlay Beelham retains a tight head. The second row is also unchanged with Ty Byrne partnering James Ryan. Peter O'Mahony remains on the blind side. Josh van der Flaer on the open and Caelan Doris is at number eight. The replacements are Ronan Kelleher, Dave Kilcoyne, 
Ryan Tomatool, Ian Henderson, Jack Conan, Craig Casey, Ross Byrne and Bundy Aki. As reported on this very podcast just yesterday, the French are unchanged for their trip to Dublin. That means Romain Entomac continues at out half ahead of Mathieu Jalabert. And as expected, Francois Quo and Baptiste Quiu are introduced to the replacements bench with Thomas Laveau and Nolan Legarek dropping out. Now to some major changes for Wales following their defeat to Ireland last week. Alan Wynne-Jones and Justin Tipperick are jettisoned from their match day 23 entirely for this weekend's meeting with Scotland, with Talupe Falatau dropping to the bench. They're among six changes, all of which are to Warren Gatlin's pack. Wynne-Jones and Dylan Lewis come into the front row for Gareth Thomas and Thomas Francis. With Alan Wynne-Jones dropped, Exeter's Daffa Jenkins comes into the second row for his first start. Jack Morgan switches from the blind side to number eight with Chris Chuunza starting on the blind side and Tommy Raffle on the open. There could also be a first cap off the bench for Osprey's lock, Reese Davies. But Gatland doesn't see his alterations as being a changing of the guard. Oh, I don't think so. I just think that we need to think about one is this competition's important. Yeah, we've uh, lost that first game, so we can't win the Grand Slam or the Triple Crown. Uh, we still want to do uh, well in this tournament, and, and Saturday's game is, is important for us. But um, we need to think long term as well. We need to think that in the next seven or eight months, like I said, we've got a huge disparity between uh, those experienced players or the number of caps they've got and a lot of youngsters who are incredibly talented with a limited number of caps. So we just need to find that balance. A reminder of that Welsh team in full, Liam Williams is at full back with Josh Adams and Rio Dyer on the wings. In the centre, it's the partnership of George North and Joe Hawkins. Dan Bigger and Tomas Williams are in the halfbacks. In the front row, it's Wynne Jones, Captain Ken Owens and tighthead Dylan Lewis. Adam Beard is partnered in the second row by Daffy Jenkins. Chris Chionza is on the blind side, Tommy Reffel on the open and Jack Morgan, as we mentioned, at number eight. Things are significantly less turbulent for Scotland, who see the fit again Xander Fagerson restored to tighthead in place of WP Nell in their only alteration from their win over England. It's safe to say the Welsh changes didn't catch Gregor Townsend off guard. I probably wasn't surprised um, this morning or this afternoon because um, someone sent me a note last night to say this is what the team's looking like. Uh, I think um, the, these players that they brought in are, are players in form, uh, players that either played well off the bench um, at the weekend or players that have played very well for their clubs this year. So the, the threats that they have through the ball carrying, their their speed um, and what they do over the ball uh, is something that we, we've got to be very aware of. And it, it means they've got strength and depth. It means that um, what, what they uh, saw last week wasn't good enough and there's changes. Uh, and we know that they've picked a team that is going to come after us. Um, so it's, uh, it's a positive selection from their point of view, bringing in play, younger players that um, want to drive the team forward. So that Scotland team in full has Stuart Hogg still at full back. Kyle Stein and Duhan van der Merve are on the wings with Hugh Jones and Sione Tuipilotu in the centre. Finn Russell and Ben White continue their half-back partnership. In the front row, it's Pierre Schumann, George Turner and the returning Xander Fagerson. Richie Gray and Grant Gilchrist again packed down in the second row. Jamie Ritchie captains the side from the blind side. Luke Crosby is on the open and Matt Fagerson is at number eight. Now to the sorry situation at what were the Worcester Warriors. The club entered administration in September, you'll remember, having failed to meet RFU demands to show plans were in place to keep the club on a sound financial footing going forward. 
Cut to the first of this month when former Warriors chief executive Jim O'Toole and his business partner James Sanford under their Atlas banner were appointed as Worcester's new owners by administrators. Sanford told the BBC that they were hopeful of resuming life in the Championship next season but as of today that will not be the case. The club was set a Valentine's Day deadline to provide assurances to the RFU that they could meet the criteria to resume in the Championship but speaking to BBC Hereford and Worcester O'Toole said the Atlas investors were unwilling to take on the club's debts meaning former players and employees will not have their outstanding monies settled. It's believed between £5 million and £8 million of debt will now go unpaid. Instead, Atlas are to invest in Stourbridge Rugby, a club who play in the English fourth tier, the National League 2 West. That club will be renamed Six Ways Rugby and Worcester Warriors will cease to be. Speaking to BBC Hereford and Worcester this morning, O'Toole attempted to explain the decision. There were a number of key clauses in the contract that we just couldn't sign. Uh, Our investors wouldn't um, accept it. We wouldn't accept it as business people. And the clauses were just too onerous, giving the RFU, as a sports governing body, control over financial decisions and development decisions that we, as a business, will have to take as we go forward. So we've advised the RFU today that we are withdrawing from that process. Um, we are not also not prepared to put ourselves into the debt club of rugby businesses and rugby clubs who are losing money just to be in a certain league. Um, we are not prepared to do that as a new business. Fans are naturally devastated by the Atlas decision and it's not gone down well either with the UK government's Department of Culture, Media and Sport. They say despite repeated assurances from the Atlas Consortium we are deeply disappointed that fans will no longer be able to support their club in the Championship either next season or beyond. In a statement they add we fully support the RFU in its objective to obtain all necessary information with regards to club's sustainability and ownership when participating in their competitions. And finally, All Blacks hooker Dane Coles has announced his retirement from rugby. The Wellington and Hurricanes player won 82 caps for his country, helping the All Blacks win the World Cup in 2015 when he started in their 34-17 win over the Wallabies to retain the Webb Ellis Trophy. His decision continues the flow of All Blacks veterans away from their native country, with Brodie Retallick, Bowden Barrett, Aaron Smith and Richie Mwonga all heading for Japan after the World Cup. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget, subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to get all of these rugby podcasts first. My name is Richie McCormack and I'll have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow.